Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, live here from Nashville, Tennessee area. As you can see, I've got a new backdrop here. Uh, I know it's a little pixely in the background. I've uh, got everything squared away. I'm still working out the kinks in my green screen and everything for the new program here. Uh, welcome to Sports Scope. Got a lot I want to talk about tonight. Russell Wilson. Uh, lessons to be learned from the Russell Wilson, a teachable moment, and I'm not just picking on him. It, it, it's something that happens with a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. I've noticed here, um, yeah, live here from Nashville there, Pickles. Yes, the Batman building there. We've got that in the background here. I've got one also for the, um, for the daytime, for the daytime skyline here since I'm uh, broadcasting the program from Nashville. So, anyways, Russell Wilson's story, going to talk about that. Daniel Snyder not selling, not selling the Washington Commanders potentially at all, and particularly to Jeff Bezos for spite. I'll get into that story in a little bit. The Clippers, uh... Looks like this experiment is still in the experimental stages with Russell uh, Westbrook. I got to talk about two guys named Russells today. I've got all that. Carson Wentz and more on Sports Scope. I'll be back in a minute 19. Uh, stand by. We will uh, take this break here. The only break. We'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, SportsScope followers. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash SportsScope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why Sportscope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and, and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is Sportscope, again, spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app, sportscope at gmail.com. Uh, Sportscope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. All righty then. Now I'm live here back on every link, including... Uh, you know, if you want to watch the program on a playback, on a podcast type of form. Now, mind you, folks, I am on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, anywhere you get your podcast, you, you can get Sports Scope. I personally go back and listen to every program and analyze questions and everything on the Spotify while I go to the to the day job, folks. So, just want to keep that, let that, let you all know. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Also, Sports Scope, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I uh, want to thank my friend Scott. I grew up with a long time ago. 
back in 94, right? Um, that's, that's a little Dave Chappelle there uh, thing. But anyways, I'll talk about that here also later on in the program about the law of attraction and reunited and it feels so good like the peaches and cream, uh, uh, you know, with, with some old friends that, uh, from an old, old neighborhood back in the uh, early 90s, you know, early 90s. I'll get into that. But first, go back to this Russell Westbrook thing. Uh, Wilson, excuse me. Yeah. Now, again, this story comes out on um, this story comes out on a uh, Friday morning, the athletic. And as soon as this story comes out, Wilson comes out and, and says, uh, I, I love John and Snyder, Pete Carroll, John, the guy who drafted me. Remember, he was drafted in the third round. He was an undersized quarterback out of Wisconsin, uh, Wilson was. He was drafted in the third round. Remember, they had already paid another quarterback in free agency. Uh, undersized guy, came out of uh, Wisconsin with a great running game there. So very fortunate even to be drafted where he was, per se. You know, but anyways, so this story comes out that he wanted these guys fired and he wanted them fired uh, back in uh, February, practically a year to go right now, exactly one year ago. Now we know what happened. He was eventually traded in March. Uh, things have been on the, uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you want to say? not on the ups as far as uh, team vision and all that stuff going back before he re-signed his uh, major extension here, you know. And I will say this. This is not just Russell Wilson, you know. is uh, uh, this, is, this goes back to other quarterbacks who experience this kind of, what do you say, quick fame. Quick fame. And, and, and I'll give you guys a another example here. Uh, Andre says, uh, Wilson's a cousin of the late TSU John Merritt. Hey, man, that's a good little side note here. You know, good little side note since I'm out of Nashville here, as you guys can see in the background. A little bit of pixel dust there. We're going to get that squared away. I digress. Okay, now... So anyways, going back to going back to to uh basically let, let's let's rewind the tape a little bit here. You know, Wilson was brought into a ready-made team. You know, you had great players, great secondary, uh great running game. Now they were like a 79 so they were a quarterback away essentially. Remember, Pete Carroll had only been there a few years. He comes in that on this organization. He has a lot of knowledge of uh, the college landscape. He gets a lot. Uh, Richard Sherman was a fifth-round pick, for example. And, you know, just this one really, really good all-pro defensive type of player after another. You know, only thing he had to do, especially with Marshawn Lynch, you know, and only thing he really had to do was convert third down. Now, he did it. He did it, and he did it at, at, at an excellent level. Uh, second year, gets to the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl. Who else did that, does that remind you of? 
Well, to me, it reminds me of Tom Brady, you know, gets to the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl. It also reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger, second-year player, gets to the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl. What did all three of these people have in common? None of these three, none of those three players were ever big stars in college. Ben Roethlisberger, it sounds like hamburger. Tom Brady, a backup most of his career at Michigan. A backup quarterback, the guy named Drew Henson. Uh, Russell uh, uh, Wilson had to transfer from NC State, okay? He was an undersized player out of Wisconsin. You know, neither one of these guys. So, so, so they, they're, you know, they work hard. They get in the right opportunity. They all three win a Super Bowl in in their second year. Now, Roethlisberger, mind you, also this story it talks about uh, Russell Wilson. Once he gets traded, he he wants to uh, have his own office, and I have an open door policy, like he's a coach or something. Uh, when Tom Brady. The last few years, he was in uh, 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 New England. Uh, he, he had his own trainer. Uh, he didn't want to use the team doctor. You know, he went behind Bill Belichick's back and, and got supposedly reported to get the um, get Jimmy Garoppolo traded, okay? Ben Roethlisberger supposedly had an entourage, also has issues. He's telling the coach, I didn't come here to lose the Super Bowl. He's already starting to get a massive ego when he's in the Super Bowl. Uh, he has uh, entitlement issues. He also got into some off-field stuff. All three. It, they, so so they, got, they got that sudden fame, right? Ready-made teams. All-star. Tom Brady also. Let's go back to Tom Brady. He supposedly pushed Bruce Arians out of uh, Tampa, you know? And, and, and him and Brian, Byron Leftwich. We know what happened. Le- the next year, Leftwich gets fired. Uh, Roethlisberger, you had the entitlement issues. Uh, ego, stardom. Uh, here, here's a guy. Uh, LeVar Arrington. A Mr. Pro player guy. LeVar Arrington. He says, you can get caught up in this stuff so easy. Number two overall pick from Penn State. Really big star uh, coming in uh, to the then Washington Redskins. Listen to what he says. It's a pretty good, long, long bit. But it, it, it it's still interesting here. LeVar Arrington, last Friday. That always felt like him being an overachiever. On Russell Wilson. Would lead to him being to where he ended up in, in life. and And sometimes that driving factor, that fuel, that motivator can lead you down some dangerous, dangerous paths. I, I, I know for me, I probably, I, I can say I, I'm not, not probably, I honestly have experienced what fame, fortune, and, and notoriety can bring your way. Uh, you know, I dated celebrities. I, I had you know, clout and, and conversations and, and, and situations where I could dictate things based off of what my accomplishments had, had created. I ended up being on, you know, being around, you know, 
celebrities and being on sets and stuff like that. I mean, you're talking about a dude that was in, you know, the movie of Entourage and stuff like that, and then ends up marrying a, 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 a you know, performer, a, a celebrity. I just think that when you look at all of the things from a surface level, because I do not know the, 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 the guy, I don't know him at all. And I don't want to like un, unjustly characterize him, but from from an outsider's perspective who has experienced um, a, a lot of the things that he has experienced and not as a quarterback, but I've experienced it. I just think that his success got the best of him. Yeah. And mind you also, he, he married the, he, he, he married the celebrity uh, R and B singer in Sierra, Tom Brady. Marries the uh, supermodel in Giselle, so you could start to see the similarities there, you know. And I've got another bite, a little bit longer here. Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells, talks about this. It's called Pickles, the quarterback commitments. This is 16 years old, and it should be played at every quarterback rookie symposium. In every single quarterback room, listen up, the great Bill Parcells. Man, did he have – man, was he spot on. He was talking about uh, – he was talking about uh, um, Tony Romo at the time. Just give a little context. Number one, Dresser TV, agents or advisors, family or wives, friends or relatives, fans or hangers-on, ignore them on matters of football. They don't know what's happening here. Do you hear what he said? Friends, family, hanger on. Uh, remember the Let Russ Cook campaign? Listen listen to Bill Parcells, you know? Listen to Bill, uh, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, I just wish I was appreciated more. Probably something that come from his wife. Just saying. Thank you, Corey. Listen up. Playing Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells' is quarterback commandments. I love this. To have fun, but don't be the class clown. Clowns and leaders don't mix. Clowns can't run a huddle. Number three, a quarterback throws with his legs more than his arms. Squat and run. Fat quarterbacks can't avoid the rush. <laughs> Number four, know your job cold. This is not a game without errors. Keep yours to a minimum. Number five, know your own players. Who's fast? Who can catch? Who needs encouragement? Be precise. Know your opponent. Number six, be the same guy every day. In condition, preparing to lead, studying your plan. A coach can't prepare you for every eventuality. Prepare yourself. And remember, impulse decisions usually equal mistakes. Number seven, throw the ball away is a good play. Sacks, interceptions, and fumbles are bad plays. Protect against those. Number eight, you must learn to manage the game. Personnel, play call, motions, ball handling, proper reads, accurate throws, play fakes. Clock, clock, clock. Don't you ever lose track of the clock. Number nine, passing stats and TV passes are not how you're going to be judged. Your job is to get your team in the end zone. Passing stacks and TD stacks are not how you're going to be judged. That whole let Russell Cook stuff turned out to be BS, okay? When when Brady had the touchdown record and all that with, with, with Randy Moss, they lost the Super Bowl that year. I'm just saying. Number 10, this is, when all around 
chaos, you must be the hand that steers the ship. If you have a panic button, so will everyone else. Our ship can't have panic buttons. And the last one, don't be a celebrity quarterback. We don't need any of those. We need battlefield commanders that are willing to fight. Now say that again, coach. Let me rewind that because we, we, we got to hear that again. If you have a panic button, so will everyone else. Our ship can't have panic buttons. And the last one, don't be a celebrity quarterback. We don't need any of those. We need battlefield commanders that are willing to fight. Being a celebrity quarterback gets you beat more than it does not get you beat. We saw that with with, with uh, Wilson just now, uh, with Brady, and again, Ben Roethlisberger. All underachievers, all second-year Super Bowl winners, all got a little bit. Now, of course, not much as Brady. Most of what Brady did took the pay cuts, uh, probably had to fight tooth and nail with that wife of his, Giselle, to do that. Not so much for Ben Roethlisberger later on in his career and not so much for Russell Wilson, okay? But those those celebrity – don't be a celebrity quarterback, you know? Towards the end, towards the end, it started to creep in there with Brady. And I love Brady. I actually like Russell Wilson really good. Uh, I love Roethlisberger. Uh, I, I, you know, as soon as he came into the league – I knew Ben Roethlisberger was the real deal. But this is a talk, those commandments right there, and post-success. This is what a guy like Andy Reid should have with a Patrick Mahomes. Now, his dad, he's got good, uh, uh, you know, his dad's a good father uh, from what we hear, and uh, he play, he's a professional athlete. Same thing with Jalen Hurts, who's just recently in the Super Bowl. Uh, his dad's a coach. He's a wee guy, not a B guy. Don't let this contract extension coming up for Jalen Hurts, don't let that be uh, one of those deals where, like uh, like uh, Bill Parcell said, don't let the outside noise control what you really uh, uh, really trying to accomplish. If you suck all the wind out of that contract, out, out, of, out of the salary cap, and try to get all the money, and try to get all the money like Russell Wilson did, like Russell Will, and I said that three years ago when he signed that extension. When you do that and you don't win, don't blame the coaches. Blame that big cap hit you've got. You know, blame that big cap hit, and don't be a celebrity quarterback. Don't be a celebrity quarterback. You know, so it's all food for thought here. He comes out and apologizes. It said he wanted Sean Payton. Uh, he has Sean Payton now. He has been humbled. He has been into it with his teammates in Denver. Uh, I think he's made up with them. I think he's realizing, and you want to go to baseball? Barry Bonds had that issue. Uh, he had the big TV, and he had his locker separate from everybody else's. And you know what? Bonds didn't win anything either, you know? So it, it's um, it's one of those things where – and, and that's something I'll give Brady credit for. Successful he was, he never went down that road. Roethlisberger and Wilson did, because uh, from what I've read over the years, you know, my entourage, uh, uh, you know, above the team and all that stuff. It's something that, especially if you, if you have success, with a, that's a sit-down rookie symposium for quarterbacks. And if you get success like win a Super Bowl, that's a reminder talk that you got to have with the quarterback and say, this is all going to come your way. 
may come through your agent, may come through friends, family, may come through wife and everything. But these distractions are going to come along. Like my backdrop, it's kind of distracting me right now. But thank you, Linda. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, still working on working out the kinks with this thing. Uh, trying to get the um, the green screen squared away. Plus, everybody, speaking of green screens, I will have Keith Angle on Wednesday. I'm going to ask him about these other um, quarterbacks here. By the way, potentially four quarterbacks could be drafted early in the top 10. I'm going to ask him about those four quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson out of Alabama, out of Florida, he's, his stock has skyrocketed over the weekend, okay? Will Levis out of Kentucky, he's skyrocketed, uh, ro- uh, stock skyrocketed during the season. Uh, also, Bryce Young, Bryce Young been playing through a shoulder injury. So uh, his stock has always been high. And of course, C.J. Stroud, his dip, but it went way back up in that big game he had against Georgia. But I'm going to get Keith Angle to rank them. He really has a uh, feel for this college football. So tune in Wednesday. He'll come in 30 minutes past the hour. Okay. All righty then. Just a quick announcement there. Thank you, Linda. Appreciate that, Pickles. Now, okay. Where do we go next here, folks? Just going with random notes here. Okay. Clippers look to have made a mistake already with signing Westbrook. Uh, I put that as a quick note, but I will say this. After digging into the box score, I know they're 0-2 with him. Tyloo, they had they they did play the Kings on Friday. Kings are a third seed, and, and they are hungry and young, and you can tell. Uh, second high score in NBA history. They played on Friday. Now, Westbrook did play deep in the fourth quarter. Uh, he, he only played about, played 30-something minutes in that particular game. 35 minutes in that game against Sacramento, and he played 25 in the in the both overtime losses, by the way. The Sunday loss yesterday to Denver. Now, that's good. That's good. And I will say that Ty Lu is listening. I just hope that Ty Lu is uh, – well, he's paying attention. Not listen to me, but he, he, he's, he's paying attention. He did, air quote, start Russell Wilson, uh, Westbrook, the two Russells here. He did starting, but the play-by-play in the fourth quarter in the Denver game, I did not see Westbrook pop up in any stat, and I looked at it today. So that tells me, that tells me that he's paying attention. You cannot, you could start a game with him. You cannot end a game with Westbrook. Look at the analytics, the plus, the minus. Look how good the Lakers have played. Look how good. The, the, the Lakers have played. And, of course, in good scope, bad scope, I got some news for the Lakers, too. Not to pat myself on the back, but, hey, I just call balls and strikes on this program, guys. You know? But, uh, you know, anyways, so we'll see how that plays out. It looks like a huge risk. So let's go into this already. Okay. Good scope, bad scope. Didn't get a chance to get to it last week, but I will get to it this week, okay? Good scope. The Lakers will be better without Russell Westbrook. 
is what I said. But I'm not going to go as far as a national media, your Stephen A. Smith, your Shannon Sharps of the world, or Skip Bayless or whoever, and say with LeBron being 38, Anthony Davis injury history, they already got a below 500 record. We've talked about the Western Conference these last 23 games. Now we got less than that. We have 20 games now, right? It's going to be very difficult for them to even get to the six in a play-in game, much less win a championship. They'll be lucky to get into that play-in. They'll be lucky to get into a uh, to, to to actually win a playoff game. And forget about Western Conference Finals or any uh, Finals of Western Conference and anything of that nature. Now, I was impressed with their 27-point comeback. They're 3-0 since uh, all these trades have been made. But guess what? Report comes out today. Uh, Sharm Sharamia, this was just a few minutes before I came on the air. There's fear that Lakers star LeBron James is likely to miss an extended period of time with his right foot injury, James suffered the injury in Sunday's win over Dallas, played through it, and believed to be, will be sidelined in definite amount of time. That Sham Sharamia, that came in at 7.22 Eastern time just before I came on the program. I don't like the dance on the grave of a, of a guy that's gotten injured, but I'm a realist. I'm not a cheerleader. You, that when you watch ESPN, even Fox Sports, these guys cheerlead the big market teams. They don't give you the real facts here. Not all the time. Sometimes they will, you know. But you got to look at it and be realistic about it. Uh, they are shooting. By the way, uh, D'Angelo Russell was hurt already in that uh, before that game started. It was a good comeback. But already, already, LeBron's going to be out for a while. And can you really depend on Anthony Davis? That is the question. And obviously you can't, you know. You never could. But I, I, I was I was impressed with that 27-point comeback. But the flip side, what does that say for Dallas? Kyrie Irving, never known for great defense. Dallas is a team. Sometimes they're good play for good defense. Sometimes, but they're really a jump shooting team. They have no inside presence. They have no defensive consistency. Uh, the only time they did play decent defense is when they had Tyson Chandler back when they actually won the, the, the finals against the Miami Heat. And the... Um, and that win over LeBron there that first year back in, was it 10, 2010, guys? So LeBron will definitely miss Tuesday's game against Memphis, okay? Bad scope. Thinking it was mainly Pete Carroll being the issue in Seattle. Turns out Russell Wilson turns out to be a diva, and he ticks off his teammates. Uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, Russell... Wilson, uh, uh, Wilson, the football player, uh, hey, it's me, go Seahawks, comes off as a very passive-aggressive type. Kind of like LeBron a little bit, you know? But it wasn't all Pete Carroll. It was some Pete Carroll. Very vanilla offense, very Jeff Fisher-like, not willing to evolve. 
But look what happened this year. Denver fires their head coach after one year, you know, and you see uh, on the field uh, outburst between Wilson and his Denver Bronco teammates. On the flip side, you see Seattle, who I was almost guaranteeing that they were going to get the number one pick since they lost uh, Bobby Wagner and they lost Russell Wilson to put Geno Smith in the team. Well, what happened? They got a wild card spot. They beat Russell Wilson in week one. And he's probably going to be there a while. They got Denver's. They got all those draft picks from Denver. And they got Geno Smith, and they don't have to take, uh, have to sign him. They hit on a lot of those picks. So, totally uh, right, uh, wrong about, wrong about that whole situation there, folks. Good scope. Westbrook, starting and finishing games, probably a bad idea. Now, I know it's, you know, starting, except starting over finishing. He's better as a sixth man coming off the bench. Technically, the Clippers are 0-2, all right? And we'll see how Ty Lue handles this so far. But uh, Westbrook is a guy you have to play him a certain way. You have to have an understanding. Now, that being said, I'm not ready to totally write off the Clippers, like I was just saying earlier. Not totally, because I know he's confrontational. Sometimes you have to be confrontational, guys, you know, uh, Wilson, uh, Westbrook, excuse me, Ty Lu was confrontational with LeBron. That's why they got that ring in 2016 when he's not, when he's pouting and all this stuff about one thing or another, LeBron James, uh, when they're during the game, when they're watching film, this is what I've heard and read that Ty Lu will get on LeBron's rear end and say, Hey, why didn't you get back on defense, man? Why didn't you get back on defense? Well, you know, guy's a good coach. They won the ring. And I think that he will get uh, – it had to be an understanding with Westbrook. Five – six teams in five years. I mean, let's – you have to at some point say, you know, maybe it's me. Okay? All right? Uh, bad scope. Was for sure Sean Payton would hire Rex Ryan. Uh, he hired Mike uh, Westhoff, the guy I had on the program, Great special teams. Not a good, great special teams. I think West of Mike is like 74. Said he's going to come in and get everything squared away and then probably walk away. Uh, Mike Wessoff and, and and Rex Ryan worked together with the Jets getting the two, two a, a AFC championship games in a row. Now, of course, they didn't draft really well, and Rex Ryan's terrible with quarterbacks, but he's really good with defense, and he's very – pressure oriented and some of the better cornerbacks in the league play for the uh Denver Broncos and you're having the one of the best special team guys in the game in Westoff running I thought it would be a perfect marriage they work together great with the Jets Mike Westoff and Rex Ryan but Sean Payton didn't do it he ended up hiring Vance Joseph uh very good coach there nothing don't take nothing away from Joseph he is good. He is no clown. He did a lot in a short period of time. I want to say he was with uh, Carolina, even as an interim. Probably not head coach of material. 
didn't think Rex Ryan was head coach of material. But either way, um, I think they're I think they'll have a bounce back here. Sean Payton, Denver, even Russell Wilson. I think that he's starting to see that maybe it was his diva. He's getting a lot of bad press. He came out right out and said that was a lie about the sources through the athletics story. Uh, Peyton, you got to respect 59-year-old Peyton. He's got a Super Bowl of his own, uh, many of playoff experiences. And who did he coach under? Who did that guy just play? Bill Parcells, excellent communicator. Parcells might not have the resume of Bill Belichick, but Parcells' coaching tree, man, is it successful. Very successful coaching tree there. Bill Parcells, a much better communicator, much better teacher than a Bill Belichick. Okay? Like I said, uh, Sean Payton, very good coach there. Okay. Uh, good scope. So far, spot on with the NBA trade post predictions. Milwaukee didn't think they needed to do much. Did think that they were a little too Giannis dependent, though. Uh, but I like the Jay Crowder setup. I thought they were going to be playing pretty well. Uh, and they, they're like on a 14-game winning streak here. Uh, very good team chemistry. Uh, Drew Holiday has stepped up. Uh, but I did think that they were a little too Giannis dependent. But I, I did like their trade, uh, what they did. I like what Boston did. Both teams playing really well, okay? Uh, I wasn't really sure with uh, the Clippers picking up Russell Westbrook. And, of course, uh, we could see so far not so good. Dallas, I knew the defense would be an issue with Kyrie Irving. He don't play that great a defense. You got two two guys that take shots. I thought they would be interesting. They had a 27-point lead, but I also thought, I'm not sure if this is going to work out. And so far, it looks like it hasn't. Uh, they're, they're interesting. They're a threat, but they're no cigar. You know, no real threat of winning the championship. Uh, same thing with the Suns. I said it would be a little bit of a... a, a a little bit of a long shot there. Look at, uh, now I may be wrong about this, but Durant, he's already a week past. He's already a week past when they said he was going to return to the Suns. They lost to Milwaukee last night. Okay. Going back to the Lakers, same thing with the Lakers in general. Uh, they'll look good. They'll be improved, but their age, that's a reality check. Right about all that and stuff in the NBA so far. Milwaukee, check. Um, and, of course, Denver. Denver's playing pretty good. Now, Denver need, needs to show it. I thought Denver, maybe the Clippers, still question mark on, on Westbrook. But as far as Golden State, uh, who lost again, teams like Golden State, uh, teams like the Lakers, no. I don't think they're going to – they're going to be interesting – I don't think they're going to make any real noise in the West as far as going deep in the playoffs, per se. So, uh, so far, I've been right about that. Obviously, you know, it's just been a few. It's only been the first weekend since. But you can kind of see the way things are going. And, and that being said, I, I'm really shocked that the Bucks are um, playing uh, as well as they are. I didn't think – and Holiday, that's the Holiday I knew a long time ago. 
That's the holiday they thought they were getting when they made this trend uh, acquisition there. You know, uh, thank you. Pickles says good interview with Mike Westoff. Great book. Uh, yeah. And of course the Grizzlies beat Denver in Memphis. That's another thing I was right about. I said, this Western conference, think about it. Grizzlies beat Denver in Memphis. Pretty good game there. The Kings game goes into double overtime. It's the second highest. It's the second uh, highest scoring game in NBA history. Double overtime, like 176, 175. 27-point uh, comeback for the Lakers against Dallas. I said those Western Conference games will be on fire down the stretch. And so far, we're just less than a week away post-All-Star break. Got some great basketball. So I was right about that as well. Okay? All righty then. Okay. So the Washington Commanders are for sale, supposedly. And <laughs> uh, apparently, Daniel Snyder stops a bid for Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, from, from making a bid. And essentially, I, I was reading a story of the weekend that he may even not even sell the team because of what spite made me think about a great episode of Seinfeld where Jerry Jerry Seinfeld uh, bought a suit, didn't like how the guy was flirting with Elaine, and wanted to take it back. And the guy said, well, uh, the lady's like, well, why do you want to take it back? And he says, uh, spite. Uh, oh, spite? Yeah, spite. Here's a play. This is it. This is funny. Excuse me, I'd like to return this jacket. Certainly. May I ask why? For spite. <laughs> spite? That's right. I don't care for the salesman that sold it to me. I don't think you can return an item for this spite. This is hilarious. What do you mean? Well, if there was some problem with the garment, if it were unsatisfactory in some way, then we could do it for you. But I'm afraid the spite doesn't fit any of our conditions for a refund. That's ridiculous. I want to return it. What's the difference What the reason is? Let me speak with the manager. This is hilarious. Bob? She whispers, spite. Then the, then the manager comes up. Well, I want to return this jacket, and she asked me why, and I said for spite, and now she won't take it back. Uh, that's true. We can't return an item based purely on spite. <laughs> so now it's... <laughs> uh, and here's the thing. he. This is what I'm reading. He wants $7 billion. He wants to jack up the, the asking price. He reportedly wants $7 billion. The bids made to date fall short of that. How short of the uh, bids may have fallen with publications reporting those numbers. Uh, the report cites two unnamed sources. One of those sources said that reports indicate Snyder won't sell to Bezos or a ploy to get him to overpay. That is also uh, uh, $7 billion for the Washington Commanders. Now, think about this, all right? The most highest-value team in all of sports, 
Dallas Cowboys. $5.6 billion. The Cowboys, $5.6 billion generate $500 and, uh, million in revenue. Cowboys worth billions more than any other sports team. So he wants $7 million more than the Cowboys are worth. Now, they were one of the most valuable franchises in all the NFL at one time. Uh, the Washington Commanders, then Redskins, uh, in the 80s. Remember, this team in the early 90s, well, 91, 92, uh, they won three Super Bowls. They won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Uh, Joe Gibbs turned them into a uh, a conglomerate of, of a successful team. They were right there when he took over in 2000. They were like number two as the most popular franchise, and I could not believe I was reading that. He's ran them in the ground. Now, they're still really valuable. Uh, Landover, Maryland, uh, very popular area for football, from my understanding. But uh, Jim, him and Jeff Bezos are going at it. Now, Bezos owns the Washington Post, a little bit over the top of the criticism. Uh, Washington Post located out in the D.C. area, Landover, Maryland area. You put that together, and... You know, Snyder's seeing this is like, okay, this is a pre, uh, you know, felt like he went over the top. Now with Snyder, we know. I, I don't, I don't know which one I don't care for more. I do like Amazon, the product. I like Amazon product, but you got to look at a guy like Jeff Bezos. So he, 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 he gets the Thursday night football package. He outbids everybody for that. So you have to have an Amazon streaming service. Amazon Prime to watch the Thursday night football games. But on top of that, so you pay a monthly fee. Then he also puts commercials on it. So you're getting a double whammy there for Bezos. You know, of course, Snyder, I mean, geez. You know, he 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 brings in uh quarterbacks and drafts quarterbacks because one of them went to the Wayne Haskins went to school with his son. Uh he's always trying to uh be in the headlines with some of his crazy non-fit free agent spendings, picking guys like uh, at midnight on free agent when the start of free agent, like guys like Albert Hainsworth, he didn't even fit the system that they had, 3-4 versus 4-3. So I can go on and on. Uh, going through so many coaches, uh, of course, we know about the other allegations with the, uh, the the money thing, uh, withholding money from the other owners, the sexual harassment or whatever allegations, whatnot, with the cheerleaders and everything. And uh, so you look at that, you look at Bezos, it kind of, the way he left his wife of what I was reading, you know, for the, for the news reporter or something like that, that was kind of despicable, but I guess you can do whatever you want to. But, it's one of those deals where you don't really care for either one of them, but it is an interesting uh, little tidbit and argument there uh, to watch. Uh, don't they want to sell it to Bezos? Why? Spite. <laughs> Wastewater flush is what Pickle says. Yeah, so two of the same in their own right. Speaking of the commanders... Uh, if anybody needs a quarterback, there's another one available right now, Pickles. Uh, uh, Carson Wentz. 
Ooh, I got dry mouth. Carson Wentz has been cut. Uh, Sam Howe supposedly supposed to be the quarterback. Now, he's going to be working with um, the great uh, Eric Bieniemy. You know, I could have added that, by the way, Carlos, in the uh, good scope, bad scope, by the way. I, I could have added uh, that whole, uh, you know, everything is racist rant you wanted to go on about Bieniemy when LaShawn McCoy also said that he didn't think the enemy was a good coordinator. I digress. Uh, so, so uh, Carson Wentz, you know, he, he's a guy not really been right since he had his injury in 2017. I want to say it was his second year in the league. Uh, had like an ACLMC. Had a really bad injury. Really bad injury back in 2017 and you know he um you know he he didn't want to admit that he was having problems he had confidence issue didn't want to admit any of this stuff you know and just not really a good teammate per se and hey he's got a lot of money he's earned uh, according to spot track over 106 million dollars of his 160 million dollar contract member philadelphia extended him and part of that 106 has been paid by the Eagles have paid 56 of it. The Colts have paid 21.3. And Washington Commanders have paid 21, 28.3. Uh, he's been traded by the Eagles uh, to the Colts, traded by the Colts to the Commanders, and eventually cut by the Commanders. And this picture right here, he looks like uh, Prince Harry. Uh, so I don't know if he's dating a chick named Megan or not. But man, does he look like that dude. I would change my look, man, because uh, Prince Harry is not having a good month since his book came out. But anyways, I digress. I'll say this about Carson Wentz. Uh, he's probably a good backup. You know, a guy like that, he's still got that 6'4 frame. He's still got some wheels on him. Uh, he's probably not going to be a starting quarterback in this league. It, not like... I don't. I wouldn't even call him a bridge, uh, a, a bridge quarterback, a stopgap guy. You know, I, I wouldn't say that. But you know, hey, if he wants to come in for a modest salary and go to a quarterback like a Sean McVay type of guy, not Sean McVay per se, a Sean McVay, maybe go to Kyle Shanahan, one of those guys, one of those offensive guys, uh, will probably take a chance on him. Maybe come in and compete. Uh, maybe sign as a backup. He's not going to get a starting gig anywhere. Not unless, I mean, the Raiders have to really strike out. And, man, that is going to be, if a team like the Raiders get don't pick up the kind of quarterback that they want to get and they have to roll with him, that will be the beginning of the end of Josh McDaniel. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I can see something like that potentially happen. My guess is he'll be a backup somewhere. He'll be a backup somewhere, and uh, maybe he walks away. Uh, I wouldn't. I, th I think that uh, there'll be some teams. There may be an opportunity. I'd go see a sports psychologist. I think some of it's mental now at this point. Uh, he don't have the confidence he had prior to uh, all this stuff going down. Uh, but we'll see. He's just not the same guy. He's not the same guy. This is just me from the outside. I don't think he's the same guy mentally that he was when he first came to the Eagles. Uh, his first couple years prior to that injury. He just ain't been right ever since. 
And uh, Pickle says he's been fired more times than Derry Harry's 44. I've always wanted to get a 44. You know, I always say I'm going to get another gun. Never do. Never do. Too expensive, man. The Bears may be shopping. And Pickle says, yeah, the Bears, uh, yeah, they're shopping that first first pick. I may bring that up to Keith Angle. That'll probably be a topic for tomorrow. That'll be probably a topic for um, tomorrow's program. But, yeah, yeah, sources, the Bears have already have been approached by multiple teams about trading that. I'll say, I'll tell you this, guys. Uh, the Bears could create a bidding war between the two teams in the South, the Colts and the number two, Houston. Obviously, Houston had to give up less because they're at two. The Colts are four. But we'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, quick story here. So a friend of mine goes by Scotty Scott. I don't know if Scott is Scott's last name or not, but uh him and Calvin Thompson, uh, two guys uh got uh reunited with, and it feels so good like peaches and herb from um old school song there. Met these guys, parents got divorced, both got remarried around 89, 90, right? So I move in with my mom. She lives out in East Nashville. Zophie Street here in Nashville uh, uh, used to be a Wendy's. still is a Wendy's there, you know? Lived there about five years, but, you know, I, I made friends, Scott and uh, uh, Calvin. At, you know, we uh, rode bikes with these guys. Uh, played basketball. In my mind, I thought playing with these guys in the neighborhood, other neighborhood kids, that, I, and, and we're talking 90, 91, I thought I was going to be a, a combination between Jordan, John Stockton, and, of course, Isaiah Thomas, because I knew I probably wouldn't be really tall. My parents weren't really tall. I was going to be a combination of one of them, you know, and planned, everything seemed so, life was simple, but everything seemed big. The dreams were big at that age, right? You know, when you're 10, 11, 12, you start to, you know, you know, kid, you want to be an astronaut, be a pro athlete. And, you know, life happens, people move on, you, you, you lose track of those type of dreams. And me personally, you know, I'm, um, it went to college for different before college, uh, moved out, uh, went to New York after a uh, year and year after high school, saved up, moved there post 9-11. Long story short, I got farther and farther away from what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, career-wise, career-wise, you know, post post high school, by listening to other people and not listening to my own instincts. And, you know, over the past few years, through trial and error, reading, research, I started really, and I've talked to you guys about this before, chase happiness. Chase what you really want to do in life. And Steve Harvey talks about this all the time, you know, and things will start to come easier. You'll start to become happy again, uh, even if the, the current situation isn't dire. It, um, you're happy in general. 
You're you're not going to a job you hate. You have no. So I started doing that when I started this program six years ago. Six years ago, people started noticing my attitude getting better. It's a friends and family, distant friends, old friends, new friends. Attitude getting better, swagger up. Everything starting to do that, and I'm starting to dream big like that ten year old again. I'm starting to have that kind of energy like that 10-year-old again. And it's funny that in the last few months, these two guys I've been reunited with on Facebook. Now, Facebook social media, Facebook social media been out, folks, for 17 years. I think it came out in 2004, right? 18 years, right? 18, 19 years. And it's that law of attraction, you know, that's bringing the, and it's unbelievable. So chase what you want to in life, uh, be yourself and don't, here's the big key. Don't worry about what other people think of you. I don't care about what, you know, people ask them, why are you single? Well, you tell a woman that you're taking a major pay cut to start a podcast. They're going to think, yep, that's a loser. And I, and I think, well, that's fine with me. I do what I want to do. I make me happy. I don't live to make other people happy. Trust yourself. You know, you got to trust yourself and not let outer distractions come in hand. You know, so and play the long game. You tell young people that I went to a job fair with Carlos back in the summertime and I met some uh, college students, college grads. I was trying to uh, make some connections with other NFL teams, maybe bring some people on. And it was more of a, like a ticket sales kind of scam thing, if you ask me. I was mainly there to support Carlos. And I've already had this conversation privately with him. But I was telling these young people, you know, me being 40, you know, 41 last June, right? I was telling them, you got to play the long game. And you got to trust yourself and take jobs that pay less to get to where you want to get to. And I gave like cards to four or five, six of these people, and none of them got back to me. None. They did not want to hear that word, that phrase, Corey. They did not want to hear long game. They're going to find that out in the future. They're going to find that out. But do what you want to do to make you happy. That's not being selfish. You know, selling yourself short, it could be a disaster. Uh, Sometimes being selfish is lying to yourself, you know. And and when when you have that bad vibe, it comes out and, and you take it out on your friends and family. You know, you got that chip on your shoulder. But when you're when you're really doing what you want to do in life and you're happy, even though you're not rich, Mike Leach. You know, I listened to an interview with him. And I told you about Mike Leach. He died a heart attack, you know, around Christmas time, uh, coach of Mississippi State. And he's talking about how he made less money than his wife the first 10 years of his career coaching. But he tells those stories of ma- not making no money. 
walking away from a law degree, paying that crap back, taking more classes. But he's so happy chasing his coaching, his coaching uh, 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 career versus being a lawyer. He was so happy, and he was so happy and delighted to tell those stories because Mike Leach wanted to do what he, he his wife supported him enough to, to do what he really wanted to do. Think if he would have just stayed a lawyer. I don't think they would have married that long because in the back of his mind, he would have still, he was just chasing uh, security and money just to make her happy. Really, he'd been miserable inside. But he was so happy to talk about these crappy towns. I mean, he talks about this school out in California. I know California is bad now, or it's not as bad as it is now, but it was still expensive then. And he lived in some very rough neighborhoods where there were shootings and, and bad wrecks with stolen cars and him talking to the police about it and helping the neighbors out. Uh, just crazy stories he tells with Clay Travis uh, interview a few years ago. But he says it with such delight. He don't even do that interview if he stays chasing lawyer, being a lawyer. So chasing what you want to do sometimes don't pay the big money, you know? The Poland Hill, think and grow rich, Corey. But anyways... All right, guys, if you like the show, share the show. Good to see you, Scott. I'm going to maybe bring you on the program if you want to, buddy, if you want to. Calvin, good to hear from you, too. Uh, good to hear. And you guys, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thank you, Scott, for the subscribing to the YouTube channel. And Calvin, if you listen, make sure and subscribe. Uh, when I was playing baseball, you guys, like Jeffrey Deskovic uh, said, you know, I was thinking that when I was catching a fly ball, I was Ken Griffey Jr. When I was doing a fadeaway, I was Michael Jordan. You know, when I was hitting the ball out of it, I was uh, thinking uh, I was thinking that I was Barry Bonds. When I was striking out, I was thinking I was a typical Atlanta Braves player, maybe a Sid Breen or something, right? <laughs> All right, guys, I'll see you tomorrow, same place, same time, here on Sports Scope.